Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rural Spark. I'm your host, Helen Murphy. Many of our guests, since we launched Rural Spark back in January, have talked about the need to better engage with rural youth as a vital part of how we build a more sustainable future for our rural communities. But we haven't yet had an episode dedicated to the rural youth equation until now. This week, we're taking a deep dive on programming that makes a difference, specifically in employment skills and entrepreneurship support for young people. Our guest is Lois Shaw, Executive Director of an organization called Building Youth Capacity in the Durham region of Ontario. Lois and her team help rural youth find their path in creative ways, and they have some terrific success stories to share. Among other benefits, these efforts can help reduce the trend of out-migration. Hello, Lois, and welcome to Rural Spark. Well, thank you. I am delighted to be here today. And how's the weather? I'm talking to you from Nova Scotia today where we're preparing for a hurricane. You're not having anything quite that exciting over in the Durham region, are you? No, we're not having anything nearly that exciting. It is cloudy, overcast today, but I'm looking at Lake Scugog, and it's actually quite lovely. Wonderful. Well, we're pleased to have you with us to talk about some of the youth issues that we really haven't done, you know, a, a dedicated episode about just yet on Rural Spark, and we're happy to do that with you today. You know, when we hear about challenges around youth employment in Canada, and it's often writ large, you know, it's, it's for uh, the whole country, we hear about stats that might be unfavorable, but we often don't hear about the difference between the urban scenario and the rural scenario. In your view, working with young people and trying to improve employment uh, skills and opportunities, are there, is, it, is it a different kettle of fish? Is there, is there, are there certain things we have to be aware of and look at and take into consideration when we're talking about rural employment issues? Well, I do think that rural youth face some barriers that uh, their urban counterparts do not necessarily have to address. Um, and, and one of the big ones is really the shortage or the limited employment opportunities in, in fields that would give youth the exposure to the kinds of roles that are available in this changing world of work that they're moving into. Um, so because there are fewer businesses, um, they just don't have that same opportunity. And so most of the businesses or job opportunities that are available in rural communities are retail or hospitality. And actually, North Durham has quite a tourism industry going. Um, and it does provide seasonal employment for uh, young people who have educational commitments. However, it doesn't provide that sustainable sort of employment opportunity once they are finished um, their education. So that is, is one of the issues mm-hmm. that they do need to face. So the organization that you're with is uh, Building Youth Capacity. And I understand you went through a bit of a transition. You maybe had a, a more localized name and mandate, and then that's expanded over the past uh, year or two. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yes, so we were uh, we originated in the township of Brock, and so we were the Brock Youth Centre, and the original goal of the group that started the organization 20 years ago was to build a traditional youth centre and offer traditional programs, and for reasons, whatever they may be, that didn't come to fruition, and we realized as we move into working in the townships of Scugog and Uxbridge, as well as Brock, that our name no longer served as well. And we changed to building youth capacity. We are in the process of transitioning um, as we speak, uh, because that is what we do. We help young people build the capacity to um, 
move successfully into the world of work that they are in, moving into. Right. And Lois, what led you personally to get into this area, uh, you know, through your career path, to be working with young people to help improve their employment skills and, uh, and develop entrepreneurial skills in young people in rural areas? We have a family business um, that focuses on digital advocacy and, and public engagement. And a few years ago, one of the projects that we were working on um, was with the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs. And it was on the planning and organization of a summit on the attraction and retention of youth in rural Ontario. Gathered over 200 young people from throughout the province. And it was for a day of discussion and visioning. And I was personally impacted by the commitment of the young people in that room and how many young people do want to stay in their home communities, but the opportunities aren't there for them. And so I was um, on the board of directors for uh, BYC at the time, but this experience really wrapped up my commitment to explore what it is that would youth would need to remain in their rural community or to return to it after they had gone for post-secondary education or whatever. Right. And... The organization, now called uh, Building Youth Capacity, came about partly to respond to your region having one of the highest youth unemployment and underemployment rates in Canada. Why is the challenge so steep, do you think, where you are? Well, I think um, part of it is, so when a a young person, if they go away to continue post-secondary education and when they return home, they walk through the door with a load of student debt and they need to find some employment to start to repay, to cover expenses and and repay that debt. And many of them don't have the cash flow to move elsewhere to go and find work. But also the, um, the educational opportunities that are offered out in rural communities, because of the smaller student population, they don't always have the student base to be able to offer some of the academic programming that would really provide young people with a skill set that they um, need in order to move out into this skills-based economy that's out there. So they don't have the job opportunities to develop skills that they do have. They may be missing some of the skills because of the academic opportunities, and they just need to stay close to home and have something to do in order to start paying some of their expenses. Right. And it's easy to get stuck there. It's easy to, you know, be hesitant to take that next step. When we look at the entrepreneurial piece of this equation, sometimes it might seem that, you know, an entrepreneurial culture might not be quite as robust in some rural areas as we see in in urban centers. I know where I grew up in um, rural Atlantic Canada, we were definitely raised to see ourselves as employees and not employers. Do you see that uh, cultural challenge among the rural youth that you're dealing with there? When you when you talk about possibly becoming your own, you know, your own boss, your own leader of a business. Well, we have been um, running the entrepreneurship development program for six years in North Durham, and I can see a growing acceptance uh, among the young people of the possibility that entrepreneurship may be a reality for them down the road. 
And by um, so the, the programs that we run in the high schools, which then eliminates the transportation problem for these kids, because transportation is also a huge issue for young people in rural communities. We um, give them the skills to develop a business plan, a marketing plan, and a financial plan. And then they have to develop a pitch, a pitch their business to a Dragon Den style um, panel of judges. So we have local business leaders come in as judges. And it's the, the skills that these young people develop during this exercise. And they start to realize that maybe I could be an entrepreneur. They also realize how much work it would be to be mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, but they realize that they can do it. Uh, we also have um, a social enterprise um, that we run in the summertime. It's called the Cool Cow Ice Cream Parlor. And it provides young people with that hands-on work experience of running a business, their own business, without financial risk. So mm -hmm. it's completely student-run, uh, although adult-guided. But they, that's also a tremendous opportunity for them to learn some of the skills as an entrepreneur. So they're starting to see it's possible. Right. And in addition to those two programs, Lois, I've been impressed with the breadth of uh, program services and opportunities that you're running there, that you're offering there at Building Youth Capacity. Can you give our listeners just a, a quick overview of uh, the range of things that youth benefit from in your community? Uh, well, we also do um, employability skills training. So um, we've developed a, a video on um, preparing a resume. So often young people have a work experience, but they don't build it into their resume or they don't share the skills, what they have learned and can do as a result of it. So it's partly you know, helping them to realize that all of these things that they do really provide them with skills that can uh, take them forward. We also have a leadership development component where young people who have been through our entrepreneurship program, we invite them back for a leadership um, workshop and training, and they then come and co-lead with our BYC staff in working with their peers or with younger kids who are going into the Kidpreneur program. And so that gives them that leadership development piece as well. And we also um, acknowledge how important technology is in the world today and will become only more so. Um, and so we have just um, become a Cisco Learning Academy and we're uh, going to be offering courses in coding and uh, things that will prepare them for the world of work that they're moving into. Wonderful. Can, can you tell us, uh, introduce us to some of the young people you've been working with there, Lois. Uh, what are some of the success stories that really stand out to you? Uh, probably one of our greatest success stories is a young woman. Her name is Jasmine, and she was in the very first entrepreneurship program that we ran six years ago. And she is a very gifted metal artist. Uh, she mm -hmm. goes into the workshop and, and gets the welder and develops incredible pieces of art. And when she took this, she decided to take this program just to see what it was about. And she had no idea that her art could become a business. Right. So this young lady um, then took entrepreneurship at college, um, but she has taken a totally different perspective on developing her art form and uh, promoting her, her art form. So she has had shows in Toronto and New York, and uh, she has... Left, she then worked for BYC, running our high school entrepreneurship programs. 
and has decided to go working on her business full-time and now is a board member of BYC. So she has really gone full circle. She realizes that being in the rural community, she can uh, take her, her art and her business anywhere in the world but still live where she chooses to live. So she is a great success story. Right, incredible. Mm -hmm. There's also uh, just a young man who about the same time, uh, and these are young people who uh, have enough sort of years under their belt now that you can see what they're, what uh, the result is of the right. program. Uh, so this young man um, has set up his own business and workshop. Um, he's bought a home, raising a family. So he has an established business that um, is, is doing well. So it's just so gratifying to see these young people who stay in the area, stay in the rural community, develop a business and are contributing community members. Yes, and through some of their stories, maybe their testimonials, that's pretty powerful. And if they can, uh, you know, convey to other young people that rural can actually be an advantage. Like the artist you mentioned where she realized, you know, she can create in this beautiful rural area and sell around the world. So if we can get those stories out more. uh, Yeah, terrific. I was interested, too, that some of your programming extends into what we might see as complementary areas, everything from, you know, drama to arts and sports. Uh, why, why does uh, building youth capacity uh, feel it's important to offer those kinds of opportunities as well? Well, you know, I think really that, um, well, for example, Jasmine, they just don't realize the skills that they have and, and what they can do with those to sort of build their own inner strength and to perhaps build a business. Uh, not everyone wants to um, take their art or what they love to do and build it into a business. But many of them, when they do take the time to do that, they find that they're working at something that they love to do. And so it's really to help them explore that possibility. We have There's another young woman who took the program and she plays the electric violin and her business is just booming she's um you know making great connections and networking and her business is growing as well and she's not yet finished high school so when they discover that they can combine what they love to do with the business and the entrepreneurship piece some great things can evolve Right. And I'm wondering how important do you think these kinds of efforts, these programs are to our ongoing challenge of trying to reverse out migration in our rural communities? And has the broader uh, community around the townships that you serve embraced what the BYC is doing? Um, Does the community and the municipalities, uh, they value this? They see how important this is? Um, You know, that's a work in progress. And in the last couple of years, it really has started to grow as the, um, you know, the more business um, owners that we invite to sit on our panel of judges on the Dragon's Den style competition, they start to see what these young people can do and they take that out into the community. We've also been making uh, deputations to the councils to let them know what their students are doing and the kinds of programming that we are running and what it is doing for the community. Um, 
And I think as, as more young people realize that these businesses, as Jasmine, she can you know, run her business wherever she chooses. And this age of technology really enables a much broader range of businesses to go much further afield without uh, a person, a young person, having to move out of the community. Right. And in some cases, you've had some young people who've talented, smart young people who've actually chosen to stay in their home communities and, and build this kind of new life, as opposed to moving away where we lose that talent. Is that not the case? That, that is right. Yes, we've had um, several young people do that. And I think, you know, as more young people take this program, um, see the experience of those that have gone before them, because we do features on our website of the young entrepreneurs that are still in our community. And, you know, they start to see it, it grows. It takes time for it to grow. It takes time for it to grow within the community and for the young people themselves to see, but we can see that growth happening. Right. And I'm wondering, based on your experience, Lois, and how your, your organization has evolved and the success it's had, when we talk to other, other people, maybe other rural areas in Canada that might be just thinking about how they can get involved with engaging youth more in their communities and helping to meet young people's needs, that might lead them to stay in the area or return after they get an education and some experience. Um, do you have any advice that you would share with them or, or people maybe who are in the early stages of programming themselves based on maybe some of the promising practices that you've experienced and uh, maybe even some lessons learned? Well, you know, our experience is that um, if young people are engaged in their community, that they are more likely to stay in their community because they see their value in that setting. And as young people are gaining recognition in their communities for the skill that they have and the business that they are running, that's very empowering and reinforcing for them. And I believe that starting at a younger age, so that that in high school, and actually this summer, we started the Kidpreneur program, where young people who have been through the entrepreneurship development were co-leaders um, with BYC staff. And we had kids between the ages of 10 and 13 that built a business and then took that business to the local community farmer's market. And as a collective group, they made over $800 in four hours and were wow. thrilled with their success. So it's once young people start to get engaged in their community in that kind of manner and are recognized by their community for what they can do, that increases the likelihood they are going to see the value in that community and remain in that community. We have found, too, that it's the community partnerships that are really um, vital. And we have a strong partnership with the Durham District School Board that um, enables us to go into the high schools during the school day so the kids don't have to deal with the transportation issues. Right, that's important. Um, and partnerships with the libraries where we also run programs uh, with the municipalities. It's so it's, and that helps grow the acceptance of the programming and and it just everything's easier with partners. So. Absolutely. And I suppose it, a lot of it boils down to making sure that our young people feel valued in the community, that we value them and that we do see them as playing a central role in the future of our areas. Right. That, that is vital because why would they stay if they don't feel that they are valued right. and that they have a contribution to make? That's probably as important they, because they do feel they have contributions to make. And so by having that outlet, that opportunity to do that, 
it just increases their sense of value. Yes, terrific. Thank you so much, Lois, for sharing uh, your story in in the Durham region with us. And uh, we look forward to uh, staying in touch in the future and seeing what great things develop now that you're in this evolution and and becoming uh, a slightly more broad, I guess, organization in meeting young people's needs in those rural communities. Wonderful. And thank you for the opportunity to share our story. We think it's a great story to tell. It is. Thanks so much, Lois. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thanks to all of you for joining us this week on Rural Spark. Our team includes content producer Catherine Murphy and technical producer Tara Seabarth. Music is by Jason Shaw. We wish you all the very best for the week ahead in your part of rural Canada.